Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 203. And you will not believe which blog is slated to be recorded today. Uh, the timing of this is hilarious and also weird and also good, I guess. It's good. Uh, so this one is about, uh, how a violent revolution might be necessary. <laughs> and, um, that is actually seemingly what is happening right now. Um, I was not thinking about race at the time, although I surely uh, was also thinking about race. I just don't mention it anywhere in this particular blog. I don't think, but for sure, uh, it, it was the, you know, it's in the water of this idea. Um, I'm focused on, on gender, but, um, it's, it's the same, uh, impulse, I think. Um, so yeah, we're having a, having a time here in the United States and, uh, I don't know what to say about it except for, um, I'm going to read you this blog and, for everything about gender and economic inequality, you can substitute racism. Um, so, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that this is happening. Um, it, w it was due. And, um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to read it to you. It is called, We Tried Asking Nicely. <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia was on a podcast talking about how the gender pay gap won't be closed for decades at the current rate. She found this frustrating. I found it enraging. And it's not new information. I know that every single measure of equality is moving at a glacial pace. But it struck me as I listened to her that the problem is that we are attempting to make change without making waves. The current pace, the current rate of change is unacceptable, but anything faster or more aggressive will rock the boat. The waves will be too big to allow us to go along as we've always done. If there's anything we've learned so far in the current pandemic moment, it's that going along as we've always done isn't going to work anymore. The upshot of it is we won't see real change without pissing a lot of people off. For all these years, many women have advocated for change, but like a nice change, a, a change that doesn't really upset anyone. Like, just give us the right to vote. Just an itsy-bitsy voting privilege, if you don't mind. If it's not too much trouble. We just want a tiny slice of reproductive rights, nothing greedy. You can have a slice first, of course, yes, please. I've been this kind of feminist myself. I called myself a Hello Kitty feminist a few years ago. You know, a non-threatening, cute, smiling sort of feminist. The kind who will ask for her rights and give you a greeting card. I was nice and polite and didn't want to trouble anyone. And honestly, I still don't. I'd really much rather give you a slice of pie than demand one for myself. 
It is very confusing to have spent a lifetime trying to avoid confrontation and now be leaning into radical change. I found myself in deep admiration of the early suffragettes who created chaos and anarchy in order to be heard. I'm impressed by the bomb makers, the balloon droppers, the strikers. Did I really think equality would be given us if we just asked nicely enough? I might have. Or at least I hoped that the world would see reason and begin to adjust itself. It won't. The rate of progress is embarrassing. The blatant misogyny that has risen to the surface is impossible to smooth away. My former self would have attempted it, would have found a way to see the good and even the worst perpetrators. No more. I'm in a head-knocking mood now. And not just about feminism, either. I saw a show about a coal mine disaster that was caused by corporate neglect and malfeasance, and while I was touched by the stories the actors told us about the workers' lives and attempts to get justice, all I wanted to do was storm that CEO's mansion. I came home and listened to the coup's five million ways to kill a CEO on repeat. I haven't stopped listening to it since. In the world of glaring income inequality, I have found the coup to be my music medicine of choice. It's always a good time to listen to the guillotine for me these days. We got the guillotine. You better run. Do I really want to kill a CEO and or bring back the guillotine? No. Of course not. I can't even watch someone get an injection on TV without hiding my eyes. So, of course, I don't want to see an execution. But I think the fact that a peacenik like me is so thoroughly enjoying revenge fantasies in stories and music is a sign that a corner has been turned. I'm at the point where if I saw an angry group of Amazon employees who've been denied PPE and bathroom breaks drag Jeff Bezos from his home, I might just cheer them on. The revolution may be upon us, and it might be violent, and that might be just, actually. And what has happened to me that I feel this way? I find myself in a constant state of flux, feeling both a it's fine. I don't need anything. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. And the flames shooting out of the side of my head. Watching Elizabeth Warren take Bloomberg to task was one of the most liberating things I have ever had cause to see. I'm sure Warren is a real sweetheart when ordering a tea, but get in the way of her and someone's rights and you're in trouble. There she is, the best listener on the block, a model of feminine compassion. But not everyone deserves her kindness. Some deserve her fire, just as some deserve mine. I have to figure out how to find that pathway, how to be as courteous as I want to be, and knock heads when it's time to knock heads. I find... Having never really learned how to channel my anger, I tend to toggle back and forth between fury and accommodation, and I don't always get the settings right. 
Sometimes I automatically accommodate someone and then suddenly realize that they were not worthy of my accommodation. That makes me mad, but it's not nearly as tricky as the moments where I'm more aggressive than I meant to be. Those are harder to forgive myself for because the niceness is the baseline and deviations are disruptive, not just to the person I am not nice to, but to me, because niceness is my baseline. But as the reality of possibility of change in the world sets in, as I realize how unlikely it is that we'll see any gender parity in so many arenas, or economic justice, or racial justice, my baseline starts to shift. I feel less and less uncomfortable with not being nice, and more and more ready for wave-making change. We tried asking nicely. We tried incremental change. We tried pointing things out in calm, bright, friendly voices and writing polite, well-reasoned articles. It got us next to nothing. Those in power will not release their hold on it until we wrest it from their cold, dead hands, I guess. Maybe it'll be the guillotine that gets them. Or just their own venality. There are five million ways to kill a CEO. Well, you can't say I didn't see it coming. That's, I, I didn't know it was going to be this particular uh, tinderbox. But I'm not surprised. I am not. It was due. We were due. We were so due. And here we are. Um, yeah. So for those of you who are out uh, knocking heads, or unfortunately having your heads knocked is more likely, um, I'm here. So let me know if there's a way for me to support you. Um, yeah, so I, 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 you'd think I was going to sing you the guillotine or five million ways to kill a CEO, but like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, but, but Google my friend and, and watch the two videos. They're both great. The guillotine video is like, uh, sort of like the whiz structure, but it's kind of cool DIY, like sets and costumes and stuff. It's super fun. Um, and then uh, 5 Million Ways to Kill a CEO is like, it's, it's, it's like found footage mostly, um, but it's somehow super exciting. Uh, anyway, check those two videos out. Um, so I won't be the only one who's shooting those views up all the time. <laughs> it's funny because 5 Million Ways to Kill a CEO is not a particularly a uh, popular song, I think. Uh, it doesn't have quite as many views as as other coup songs. Um, but I think I actually found it not because like YouTube or Spotify or whatever suggested it to me, but because I was Googling songs about uh, killing the president for some reason because there was some blog that was related. Um and uh, this song came up because there's a line where he says, if you can't get the prez, get the veeper. And uh, so I, I found this song that way. And I was like, oh, the coup. I love the coup. And then 
there was Five Million Ways to Kill a CEO, which is I, I find incredibly delightful. So check it out. And I am not going to sing it to you. But what I am going to sing is what I think of as this sort of the gateway revenge fantasy song. Um, so it's Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. And I feel like it's a song that even if you're like, oh, no, I don't believe in violence, uh, you're like, well, of course, Earl had to die. Goodbye, Earl. Like, there's a way where they created this song that that you just feel like, thank God those girls got Earl. And I think as you start to look at things systemically, you understand that uh, a people who have been oppressed uh, need to get their Earls. There's a way where you can't be abused um, for a long time and not have a revenge fantasy and not to feel that somehow, you know, the violence is, is required. Um, unfortunately, this particular moment, most of the violence is actually not coming from the oppressed, but the oppressors, but they are revealing themselves. So hopefully change will come. And I've already sung a change is going to come in earlier blogs. So if you want to hear that, or just listen to Sam Cooke do it. I mean, he's amazing. I feel like that song is a, a useful. Uh, it's it's good. It's good to lean into in moments like this. Anyway, there's helicopters f- floating around outside. Floating. They're not floating. They're making a lot of noise. So if you if you hear a little of that, sorry about that. I I hope that means it's just the news. What are they? I don't know. Anyway. Stay safe, everybody, if you can, or as safe as you can, and also make change. So if you can, stay safe while you make change. That's ideal. Right? Isn't that the way? Anyway, let's all do that. (laughs) Let's all stay safe while we make change. Or make change as safely as we can. I don't know. So before I play you goodbye, Earl, on ukulele, by the way, uh... Just to remind you to like, review, subscribe in your various podcast apps. Uh, Thank you for those five-star reviews on Apple. They do actually really help. Also, sweet reviews are very nice. Um, The other way to support the podcast is on Patreon, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Also, Ko-fi and PayPal and... Those are the others. That's it. Um, And uh, the link to my other podcast, my audio drama podcast, which just put up its fifth episode, The Dragoning, is also out. And I believe that is all. Thank you for listening. And um, shortly I shall be placing Goodbye Earl here. Uh, You will hear a a bit of Southern accent sneaking in I tried not to like do the Dixie Chicks accent but it's this funny middle space where I I don't retain much of my Virginia-ness in my speaking voice unless I am talking about things Virginian or uh if I've had some enough to drink um but Uh, In this case, like, it's harder to not do an accent than to do an accent. Like, the the southernness just kind of 
is extracted by the structure of the song because it's such a like this is a song about two girls from the south and you cannot avoid it so um enjoy a little bit of uh dixie Ugh, uh, dixie is comp- problematic word um this is the dixie chicks but uh a little bit of southernness um in the ukulele goodbye earl Break. Right. 